if you had to fight an animal, let's say the bigger the animal, the more money you get. What's the biggest animal that you think you'd fight? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? To fight to the death, fists only. Ooh, I reckon I'll, I'll clap up a horse. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd fight a horse. Or like, uh, I could do something easy like a cat, because uh, those cats aren't going to kill me, eh, you know? <laughs> 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 Sweet bro, how's it? Welcome, how's welcome. It? Thanks for having me. Thanks bro, for having thanks me. Thanks for thanks for being here. Um, yeah, bro. Uh, it's good to have you here. You know, this has been uh, something that's been in the works for a long time now, and uh, it's good to be finally getting the ball rolling. And yeah, definitely. Th thankful bro. to have you here as my first guest. Um, yeah, what we're going to be talking about today is just. Uh, the bro's story, Aljo's story, um, with his clothing, his clothing journey, and um, yeah, where he's heading, where he's heading in the future. So, um, just a little bit of bit of background of how we know each other. Um, yeah, we've known each other for the better half of our lives, really. Um, <laughs> growing up together, eh? yeah, and uh, spent a lot of time. Tattooing and uh, <laughs> running the muck around town and everything and playing sports together and yeah, what have you, church, school. Yeah. Screw up together really, hours, eh? Yeah. So it's uh it's been it's been a pretty cool journey. Uh getting to see your journey actually through through eastbound all the way through to uh hostile mm. now and um we'll talk about that a little bit later but um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Barry. Where where are you from? Um, where where you're born? Yeah, we'll yeah. start there. Where where were you uh, born? Yeah, I was born here in Fangare, good old Fangare, bro. Nice, Can't nice. Do it, you know, um, from Fangareiru. Um, I'm a dad. Strong family ties out there. That's kind of where me and Tiv got to know each other, really. You know, because we didn't really go to school together all the time. But um, yeah, it wasn't till high school. Eh? We got. Got yeah, together. yeah. I think I think we spent maybe three years in high school together. Mm. I think, but we're always like around each other. Yeah, growing up, eh? through like sports and, and and church and stuff. You no, know, um, spending a lot of time in Fangaruru together mm. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, church. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, so I'm twenty four now. Twenty four, getting old, yeah. eh? <laughs> but um, yeah, twenty four. Just still here in Fangaruru at the moment. Um, yeah, and just big things for the future big ideas what about take us back to a to a young lj um coming through you know like primary school and that like what, what were some of the things you were into back at primary school uh and which primary school did you go to <laughs> yes yeah, so i attended um portland primary um it was pretty pretty different experience for me like um we spent a lot of um our early years over in Aussie, me and my, like my family. Mm. And then um, me and my older brother, we moved home. 
and uh, we went to Portland Primary and shout out, got, yeah, shout out to Portland. Going from a uh, um, massive school in Aussie to quite a, a small, real little school, and had three rooms. Three, <laughs> three rooms yeah. for the whole school. Three rooms what, for the whole school. What ages was? So I think it was all year, of primary school. Yeah, like from Shucks. one to six, eh? One That's to six. Six years, six, yeah. six year groups, and only three, three rooms. Yes, yeah, so I think ones <laughs> and twos were in the same room. Threes and fours and fives true, and sixes. True. But yeah, good thing about having going to a school, um, small school was um, at one point I was the handsomest guy there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> the fastest guy there, you know. But um, other than that, no, nah, it was quite good. It was mean, like a rural little rural school, eh? Um, couldn't really beat it. But um, yeah, it's like spent major oh, like. A few of our years in Aussie and Aussie schooling and stuff, but yep. yeah, nothing like the feeling of coming home. And then moving on to intermediate, where did you go to intermediate school? Oh yes, I went to um, Whangarei Intermediate. Whangarei. Yeah, so um, yeah, different again then. A few more, few more people. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, got to meet some really good people back then, and still friends with like a lot of people from from then, like till now. So. Yeah, it's been quite a journey just through schooling. And then high school, went to Carmel High School from year nine. So yep, yep. Yeah, I think that's where majority of us all linked up, eh? Like yeah, yeah. a lot of the our guys that we still hang out with day to day now. So yeah, it's been a lot. Uh, definitely was into a lot of sports back then. Still into them now. But um, yeah, back then you could play everything, eh? You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, What was... What was uh the first sort of sport that you picked up, what what was it? Yeah, the first first sport that you started playing as a um, young kid, and how oh, old were you when you started playing it? Yeah, as a as a young and we played um, league over in Aussie actually before we moved home, and then oh, it's pretty big over there. Eh? Yeah, it's massive, bro. It's massive. So yeah, got the opportunity to run with um, the Razorbacks. That's Razorbacks. Yeah, shout yeah, out, shout yeah. out. The Razorbacks. I don't know if they're still around today, but um, yeah, now they're definitely the first club that we played for. Took us in with open arms, uh, our family and that. But yeah, it was mean. Def, def, definitely different though, like coming home because then league's not as big. Oh, yeah, you know, it's more of union over yeah, here, yeah. rugby union, especially up north. Yeah, especially you know. up where we are. Um, so yeah, my first first fall we got into back here. I was maybe eight. We first playing basketball and rugby. But I remember vividly this um my first game of rugby actually, bro. The, yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah, everyone was cheering us on, rah, 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 and then um, I didn't know that league was that different to rugby, and then I got caught at the bottom of a ruck, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and I had my arms out the side, calling out, <laughs> calling out to my mum and my dad to come and get me, but um, yeah, everyone was looking at me like, hey, what's wrong with this kid? But yeah, no, and that was my first ever time playing rugby back here, uh, yeah, a few bigger boys back here than there are over there anyway yeah, at that yeah, age, yeah. but yeah. And what about basketball? You mentioned that you played a bit of basketball. Um, where did that Where did that kind of come from? Um, my mum and uh, mum and dad really. Um, they're our coach at um, Portland, but um, up here, yeah, our family's like pretty well known in, uh, in the yep, sporting realm, yep. especially basketball. Um, so yeah, we played that uh, maybe year three or four playing basketball at Portland Primary at um, Wednesday night competitions. Yeah, yeah, mini ball, mini <laughs> yeah, ball, mini ball. Mini ball. So yeah, I remember, played. I remember getting smoked by you guys. A few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, with the Rafa boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, basically got into it back home. It was something, just something to do, eh? Something to yeah, keep yeah. fit, and just really enjoyed it. So carried on. 
What about um? Did you um in high school you played you would have played a lot of basketball in high school? Were some of the you go away for any tournaments and stuff like that? Yeah, bro, definitely. Actually, yeah, I, we I'm did. asking these questions, but <laughs> no, the I actually went as well. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were all there together. But <laughs> anyway, just tell us about some of those uh, tournaments that you go on. Yeah, well, first one we went to Easter. We always went to Easter competitions. Um, I remember actually our first tournament that me and Tev played together under thirteens. If he remembers the Jedi Knights. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember. Yeah, the first game that me and Tev played together, we were actually um, playing against Harbour, eh? Yeah, North Harbour, man. And for those of you out there who don't know New Zealand basketball, North Harbour basketball is is really like ah, top tier, eh? It's yeah, it's a, it's above. Mm. It's well above the level that we were used you know, to, used to, yeah. and, and and yeah, yeah, it was it was in that upper echelon of um, <laughs> the best players, players in New Zealand. And, yeah. so. so we ended up losing to that team. Our first ever our game, first ever game, and our first ever tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we lost to them by a hundred points. Hundred points. I remember that is, that's a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> it was twenty-four to a hundred and twenty-four, yeah. and Auntie Mata was actually our coach. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but what was what was funny about that game was um our coaches like they always emphasis to us you know that to ha- have, have fun, fun. always yeah. always have fun and it, and it didn't matter like the result yeah what result came after that and, and it actually lose, eh? yeah it was funny as because people were asking us as we were coming off the court like going back to the changing rooms they're like did you guys just beat North Harbour? Like, yeah, we're yeah, happy we're, as. Oh, we're cheering. We had like all these chants. Yeah, that well, we, we had chants, man. We're not oh. going to say you right now, but <laughs> oh, shall we? Nah. No, no. But if you're in that band, you know. Yeah, we had all, all sorts of uh, chants and, and challenges and everything. Yeah. Eh? And people th- really thought that we beat North Harbour. And By a hundred like, points. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, we're just, we're just nah, happy we lost. to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they actually walked off. Their team walked off feeling like they've lost because yeah, um, they were a bit angry yeah because we were we were hard out cheering chanting and all this going on yeah. and they didn't want to shake our hands after the nah, game and nah, stuff nah. like that eh? but yeah, yeah that we, was... we learned some pretty good lessons in that mm. tournament and and um and, yeah just throughout sporting as a whole i reckon yeah definitely definitely take some really good things away from so it, that eh? was our first ever tournament first, uh, basically our first, first time all playing all together. playing together yeah Tanks was there. I remember Tanks was there. BB. Yeah. Shout out to BB. Brother BB. <laughs> Shout out to Tucker. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What about any any other tournaments? Um, did did we ever get better than that? <laughs> oh, definitely, bro. Like after that, um, in high school was really where we came out of our shell way. Like um, as a team, just had that time to gel together and stuff like that. So yep. we actually didn't lose a game um, in Northland secondaries from year nine to. Yeah, 13, you can fact-check me on that too. <laughs> <laughs> you ask anyone around, you know, that time that was playing basketball, Carmel High School was the team to watch out for. But, um, yeah, definitely just growing, learning experience. Yeah. So, um, and then we, I think in our final year, we went down to um, Western Heights and they host all those teams down there. Yeah, down in Rotorua. Yeah, down in Rotorua. And, um, yeah, we actually ended up winning that competition one year and... Yeah, man, that was that was awesome. That yeah. was an awesome experience. Because um, we had been there t- the two years previous, prior, prior yeah. to that. We went both years. And uh, we got better each year. And, mm. and that was something that was really cool to see. We went down there as year 11s. And I think... We, we won. We won. I think we won two, two, two or three games. Yeah, we. I think we just year. missed out on the semis. Yeah. We, we might have played the quarters. Mm. 
and we lost to the team that ended up winning. And then um, the next year, we made the semis and we lost to Rotorua boys. Yeah, yeah. And they ended up winning that year yeah, too. Yeah, they won that year. They won that year. And, and then, then the last year. final year, we ended up winning it, which yeah. was... Which was cool to go out on. Yeah. Definitely. And I think um, the more that we played against teams of that caliber, yeah, better, the like better, better we got. Though. Yeah, definitely. Because like, at the time, and, and this is no knock on like all the other teams around Whangarei, but... Mm. It was. It wasn't even close. Like, yeah, all the games are 30, 40 It points. wasn't close from us to them. It wasn't close, mm. and from us to yeah, those bigger teams like yeah. North Harbour, that yeah. it wasn't close either. So we had to break out of the north. Yeah, per se, we still played in the north, but we try to play more outside of the north. Yeah, I mean, we're going better. every Saturday. We're actually going down to Auckland. We're yeah, yeah. 15, 16 Inter cities for and Northland Suns and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we're yeah, 15, 16 playing for you know Northland's only representative men's, senior team. Yeah, men's team against fully grown men. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and I have no doubt that that was um, like a massive contributing factor. I reckon, eh? yeah, like yeah. to how we got better and why yeah. we got better. And 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 saying that brings me to my next topic. Mm. Um, talking about the Suns, um, was there ever? And I think I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> was there ever? Was there ever an embarrassing moment uh, that happened in that team that you might want to share with us? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't. He's an international player, so. Oh, so it wasn't. A, it wasn't exactly. It's not exactly like a bad thing. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Shayili thing, but, oh. uh, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll been, move on. We'll move yeah, on. We'll yeah, move you've on. been putting me on blast all yeah, week yeah. for that. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the boy Shayili. Yeah, um, yeah, we played against um, some of the best teams, and they actually came up to Fangare. Um, I remember uh, Junior Tall Blacks came up to yeah, Fangare yeah, one yeah. year, and these fellows were giants. Eh? Like, yeah, massive. Like, uh, these are the these are your cream of the crop. Top, yeah, cream like, of the co- crop in New Zealand that are that are. Playing now, even in like NBL, mm. um, they play international Overseas, basketball. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of oh, don't get me wrong, they'll come up here and tell us. Yeah. They'll, they'll give us hidings, but <laughs> they were like good experiences, though. But yeah, no, I remember, yeah, I'll, I'll tell the story now. Yeah, so no, I was, talk, I was talking smack to this guy, oh, as, I, as everyone does when they're playing ball, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. um, he was kind of just toying with me the whole game, and then I was just like third quarter coming around, I was talking smack to him. And then, um, yeah, I get the ball passed into me um, from our baseline. They just scored. And then I was still talking talking um, smack to him up the court. And then he stole it off me, took like two dribbles from halfway, looked back at me, gave me a look back too, and then got up <laughs> and just threw down a dunk. And, and he it, like and waited for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he actually wasn't that much taller than nah, me at the time. Nah, he, he's not that tall. Yeah, and, so, and I was like thinking to myself, Oh, yeah. This was like one of the sporting moments of re- realisation. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, this fellow's about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, this fellow's yeah. deep in his bag. He yeah, was man. just playing around the whole game. But, yeah, that, that was one of the fond memories that we have for that. Nah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, he tailed us all up. Not just... Not <laughs> he probably... Yeah, nah, he was killing us. He was <laughs> killing us. And mm. that's just one of the m- many times that we have come up against that, that level of... Um, Player, player, and and just you just realize the the difference in how they were um, trained and everything. Yeah, like the, the the um, you know, there's academies and all of those types of things down down mm. 
other side of the bridge. Yeah, and they and that bro, those fellas got runs to go to every single night. You know, yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. an excuse, but nah. like just it's the opportunities there, eh? So those fellas yeah. are hungry, they want it, and they're and in the mean. gym every day. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you weren't the only one that got. You know, dunked on. Um, yeah, I remember, um, what's his name? Jack Salt got you a good one. Oh, story for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah. nah, yeah. Um, best basketballers you've seen come out of Whangarei? Uh, not necessarily that have gone on to do big things, to but, do big things but just just in your eyes, mm. who are some of the best basketballers you've seen in Whangarei? Oh, yeah. Or from the north, whatever. Might be a bit biased, but um, the first one that comes to mind is my granddad. Like um, he's been there. That oh, he's like you know the epitome of being there, done that. He's still there. Yeah, still he's, there. he's still here In now. A lot of ways. Um, yeah. So him, just um, just see what he's doing at this age. Yep. Like if I'm doing half as much as what he's doing, I'll be happy. He's still playing rugby, still playing basketball yeah. and stuff. So yeah, if I'm if I'm there, then yeah, I'll be happy about that. But um, another one growing up was definitely uh, Francis. Hitamaya. Hitamaya, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even um, Kelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all of those fellas, bro. Growing up and just watching them, what, what they could do on the Crazy. court was, yeah, unreal. Um, but then even like your family, like um, Lynn that because I remember he was playing for us when when we were at Super 6, eh? Hey, and, oh, bro. <laughs> and that's definitely a story for another time. Oh, my gosh. No, we'll tell it. We'll tell <laughs> no, it. No, no, you're going on blast. <laughs> if you're listening, mate. <laughs> Uh, so my cousin about it's a bit of a meathead at sometimes, but he, he's crack up. He's a funny guy. Uh, there was this one ref, and and I swear, if you were at any of the games that he refed us, yeah. you would think that he hated us. Probably uh, did because we probably and barking and, at him. Yeah, and game. to this day, <laughs> like, to, to this, this day. day. Anyway, there was one game. I think. Our team might have been a bit short, like we didn't have like heaps of players. Yeah, I think we had six or seven. Yeah, and um, <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, I think, I think he might have got an, he might have got an, a no call or something like someone might have fouled yeah, him yeah. and it didn't get called. And um, on his way up the court, he was kind of barking at the ref, barking at the ref, and the ref was just. I think he was saying stuff back to him. And, yeah. And I- just went over and uh, Sunny booed him. Yeah, gave him, <laughs> gave him a shoulder check, took it and took, took his uniform off straight away. Because eh? he just knew he was about to be suspended and sent. Yeah, and he just st- took his uniform off. He said, "Shop for having me for the year, yeah, brothers." Wasn't, wasn't allowed to play for four years. <laughs> yeah, and then just walked off. But that was one of the funniest things yeah, I've ever seen, man. Bro. It was crack up. Yeah, it was I was cracking up. Fifteen, sixteen, but yeah, yeah nah. Yeah. Like um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good talent. Um, Ray Ray Cameron is yep. another yeah, name that comes sure. to mind. Ray Piddle. Um, yeah, Piddle. Uh, he's, his accolades speak for himself. But um, yeah, just there's actually yeah a lot of really good ballers that from up here that I grew up watching. Yeah, and yep. I was just thinking, far out. Look what they're up to. Like oh, you know, look what they're doing with like with the ball and kind of made yeah. us kind of want to change yeah, our man. games and develop more and do that. And a lot of them went to um, church college as well. And, yeah, yeah. And That's bread and butter down there. Right? Yeah, and I, th- I think our connection to the church has probably strengthened our, our love for basketball, I reckon. Yeah, well, at every kind of church camp or church thing we went to, people would always ask, oh, do you play ball? Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, 
they go hand in hand. But um, playing church ball at, at chapels and that, man, those can get physical, man. Yeah, I've been stepped bishops, out. Bishops and uh, stake presidents fighting each other. Yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been um, stepped two at a chapel before. And yeah. was, like in, in a way, you want to fight back, but then you're yeah, like, um, nah, at a chapel, funny, you know, you just funny. let it slide. Mm. Nah, yeah. All right, bro. Moving on to your first clothing journey. Um, mm. oh, actually. Yeah, your first clothing journey uh, coming out of high school must have been... What did you do straight from high school? Did you go straight into it or...? Yeah, so I was um, fresh out of high school. Mum and Dad were um, pressuring me to get a job as as, a, as, a, as yeah. Mum and Dads do. So um, I was like, ah, what am I going to do? So I actually started working at Red Rat Clothing here in Whangarei. Yeah, yeah shout out to them. And um, so yeah, I spent uh, maybe a year there. And while I was working there, it just allowed me to bump shoulders with the right people and... Um, yeah, get to know contacts and stuff like that. I still got the contact for AS Color. This is the guy that I go through now. Um, he he was one of the first guys that I met at Red Rat. So yeah, like it just allowed me to kind of build relationships with these people and and stuff like that. And then I realised, um, oh far out. No disrespect to Red Rat or whatever, but um, far out if people were are willing to buy <laughs> the stuff that they've got yeah, stocked yeah. up on their shelves, like you know, it's not the best thing. Oh, you know, whatever. Mm. And spend that kind of money on it then like why wouldn't people want to well you know buy something of mine or something that yeah. i could help you know just bring into fru- uh, fruition and i guess too um with stuff like that with chain chain stores and mm, that mm. you know th- there's no like originality there there's there's lots of those kind of stores so yeah you're just buying a product that is mass produced mass yeah. made you know and not really buying a story, which is which stories sell. Stories yeah. sell, man. Hard out. So while I was there, while I was working there, um, one of my other mates, he he started up his own clothing um, brand that's still going now. Shout out to um, Eastbound Clothing. But um, mm. yeah, so I, he Shout he out. started up, and then um, me me and him, uh, we've been quite close for yeah for years. So mm. I, he asked me, "Oh, you want to jump on? You know, help me out with this?" Rah, yep. rah. And I was like, yeah, sweet as. So, like, we got into it, got into, like, the designing side of things and um, making, yeah, making T-shirts and making hoodies and stuff. And I remember, the yeah, the first drop we brought out and um, we sold them all, like, within, like, we put them up online and then they just sold just like that. And, like, from then on, like, that's when I kind of, like, something in my mind just, went, like, snapped yeah, out yeah. and I was like, Fire. like, it's, if it's this easy, like, why isn't everyone doing it? Or, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But it definitely sure. has like um its lows though like um like there's weeks where you would you know push out so much like um just gears and yep. then there's weeks that you don't get anything as well so it's part and parcel but yeah so got the opportunity to work with him and do that and then I was like far out this is mean and then we went through kind of a low period and I was like ah oh, um what's next for me like because I was still working at Red Rat and then. I decided, ah, you know what? In two weeks, I'm gonna quit my job. I told, <laughs> told my mum and dad, hey, like, went up to them, hey, went up to them with this mean ass plan that I thought about for 30 yep. seconds in my head, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna do this full time. And then, like at the start, like, um, there was a lot of people telling me, ah, oh, you can't do that, you can't yeah, do yeah. this, you know, and like, but those kind of things made me um want to do it more. Want to do it more, yeah, yeah like, definitely. and just wanted and like. A, a part of me wanted to like prove them wrong for saying no you can't do that and then yep. i remember i dropped my yeah my first my first collection and then like that sold out just like that just through family and friends and stuff and um yeah so 
started up hostile and just went running with it, bro, and haven't looked back since. Mean and and that name hostile, where, where mm. does that um sort of come from? Oh. Can uh, just give us a quick, oh, give us a yeah, bit bro. of an explanation behind the name there, where, where it came from. Yeah, so um, well, talking with my gramps and my dad, uh, two people I've already talked about on here, um, and the history of our Maori people. And the early encounters they had with the crown, the word hostile came up. And at this time, I was in the beginning stages of creating my own label. Something yep. that was more than just a line of clothes and trendy gears, but something with like a true meaning and a real story behind it. Um, so when my granddad said the word hostile, I knew like that's going to be the name of my brand. Because it was not only significant to myself, but like to all of our Maori mm. and indigenous people. Yep. Yeah, so that's how it kind of came up. So dad and they were just talking you know just as they do dad and gramps they love the sound of their own voice those fellas <laughs> but um yeah and they're just throwing around just just words and stuff and i was like oh yeah boom that's it that's what i'm gonna do and then well that was actually a week before i quit my job oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, you, so you'd already handed in your notice i handed in my notice i was a week deep and, I was, <laughs> and then my heart yeah yeah and yeah i was like in my head i was like oh should i just retract my notice yeah, and stay yeah. working and then once that yeah once that word came up bro, i was just like ah oh, that's me i'm into it and then yeah turned around some gears in about a week was it sort of yeah once you sort of heard that word was it did it like give you a reassuring feeling like oh, yeah, i'm making the right decision yeah, sort yeah. of thing like that oh definitely bro like i was all like even to this day still second guess myself some things mm. that i could have done should have done you know but that's just all part and parcel but um yeah so yeah, that was pretty much just once I heard that word, I knew we're into it. Like, this is what it's going to be. Amen. What are some of the um, the the things that were, or, or if there were any, what are some of the things that were playing on your mind as you were, as you were going through that process of um, starting and leaving your job? You know, you're leaving something that's comfortable, steady. Yeah. steady. You know, you, you could have stayed at red rat and, and carried like on working years, yeah. might still be working there today mm. i guess the biggest thing that was playing on my mind was like whether or not i could do it myself like um but i was just grateful for the people that i had around me at the time like um uh saul and san they were yep, the, yep. one of the first guys that printed my gears and they're doing their and, thing and too. they're doing their they're thing doing too their shout thing. out to them like they're they're making waves um in in their chosen field what they're doing and yeah it's mean to see like um yeah, so the biggest thing was self doubt, really. Like, the, just mm. if you if I could do it myself, and if like other people were right about what they were saying, like if, if I could mm. or not. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I reckon that was probably the biggest, and actually that leap of of faith in between um, from the time that I left my job to my first job because it was like a week in between. Yeah. Just and just like all that time alone, like just thinking about oh shucks, did I do the right thing? Did I do? And then. But yeah, from there it was just like sweet as like new. Once that first drop came in and sold out, I was like, "Oh no, yeah, I did the right thing." Like looking back at it now, but I know what you mean. I mm. know what you mean. Oh, I just with this as well, like yeah, yeah, like just self doubt and everything. Eh? Mm. Yeah, and then and then you do you do hear it's hard to tune out all the outside all noise, the outside noise. Yeah. You know, like like I know you know it wouldn't have been an easy industry to get mm. into and just tuning all of that out and and pushing through it you know it's really 
it's been cool to see. It's been cool to yeah. see. Uh, and it's, oh, it's been push through. Part and of how long have you been going for? Four or five years now. So four or five Jeez. years. So yeah, it's still in it like infancy, really. Yeah, yeah, like, really. Like it's, uh, it's, it sounds like a long time, and mm. it it has it is. Mm. But yeah, it's just we're just getting started, eh? Yeah, hard out. But yeah, like being all around the world, like and being able to take clothes places and sell to people and stuff like that was just yep. it's unreal, bro. Like yeah, I often have to like tell myself, far out, this is like out of it. It's more than just oh, you know, like a yep. moldy boy with a dream now. Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, but still like still hard. Like a lot of things to do still a lot of things to come but yeah like where i'm at now like i wouldn't change that for the world like four or five years ago walk us through the process of um mm. of designing something designing your each collection and no. that. what what's what's the first thing you do what when you get an idea what's the first thing you sort of do uh this is one thing that my dad actually taught me actually like as soon as i have an idea i write it down like mm. i'm nowhere near like the best drawer or artist or whatever but like i just write it down and then tweak a few things and yeah i kind of just try and draw inspiration of from um everything that's going around eh? like um like fashion's a real hard thing to be yep. a part of like um trends are always changing it's always changing yeah right? one yeah. you know one day something's hot the and next it can day change just like that just like that for like yeah that. but yeah so just trying to keep up with the trends really like trying to outsource like colorways and stuff like that like yep. just or just all those kind of things but like as for designing um yeah as soon as i got like a kind of roundabout image of what i want i'll head down to my um team at uh sports sports club shout out to them too they're uh whangarei based they're local and it's all about local people supporting local people eh? so yeah i head down there um sit down there for, like for a couple hours with them and like fine-tune the ideas come up with colorways and color schemes like to use and then he'll mock them all up and send them out to me which is uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a mean process and like I know that they give me a lot of time mm. and you know I try and give them a lot of time which is which is good like we've got a real good relationship at the moment so yeah that's pretty much the like extent of the designing and stuff like that so see something that I like or like back in the early stages it was like yeah, see something that I like online and then I'll kind of tweak it into my own thing or like change certain aspects and stuff like that and, yeah, just go from there. Mean, mean. Um, do you ever get, like, uh, how do I say this? You know how, like, some people that write or they, they do music, they yep. get, like, writer's block? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get, do you ever feel like you get into, like, a... A, a bit of a A bit block. of a slump, mm. yeah, and like trying to come up with these new new concepts new new uh collections and that yeah definitely bro um but i yeah like it's just like anything eh? like you're gonna be you're gonna be doing so well and then like there's just something that's gonna happen it's gonna change the whole dynamic mm. and it's, it's exactly the same like um yeah i've been it's just the hardest to know when to stop printing one design and then move on to the next mm. like that's where in my mind that's where i kind of get trapped in that limbo period but um definitely I go through blocks where i just like feel like everything's not working or stuff like that but yeah just got to push through it and then come out on the other side and hope you're all good <laughs> so how do you handle like orders do you have have a drop coming and then you say 
Oh, you take orders or yeah, are you just yeah. always constantly taking orders and... So, what, yeah, when I first started, everything was pre-ordered, eh? Because um, yep. I didn't want to get left with any excess or yeah, any waste because yeah, yeah. then that's money coming out of my pocket. So, um, yep. everything, and then to this day, everything that I do is pre-ordered. But uh, there's pros and cons to that. Like, um, a lot of people that I haven't seen in, like, ages when they come home and stuff, like, they always ask me, like, oh, you know, where's where, where can I get um, a t-shirt from? Yeah, and yeah. then that's when it's kind of on put on the back burner, but... If I, you know, made 50 shirts and only sold three and had 47 left, then I guess I'd yeah, be burning yeah, a hole in yeah. my own pocket then, you know, not really stacking the money up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, all the orders, I do, I handle all the orders. So on Facebook, Instagram and stuff like that, I just get people message me through, oh, I like this. Yep. Or, or recently I've been um, putting the proofs out to people and then i'll say like, this is the closing date for the orders. Oh, yep, yep. So get in where you can. And then after that, if people still want them, then I'll just order them in. Like, and yeah. that's probably like a week or two turnaround too. So, yeah, I've had designs before where I've only sold, you know, twenty t-shirts and ten yeah. hoodies. But then I've had designs where I've had to, you know, sold like a hundred plus of that yeah, one design. Yeah. So, and it just comes down to at the end of the day, what do people like, eh? And yeah. and that's what they're gonna buy. So, and then that's also a learning experience for me. Like, if I see that this one selling you know quite a lot then yep. i could you know restock on that and just say oh, yeah, i'm doing another job of this yeah, yeah yeah but yeah big one was um the actually the bundles that i did the track pants the hoodies and, yeah yeah um t-shirts so that, that was a massive that was a, like a massive eye-opener for me really it was yep. the most things i've ever sold true yeah all right very what about um like do you have a favorite drop of yours that, that you've released so far Oh, yeah, would, probably lots of them, eh? Yeah, like oh, everything. Yeah, all my jobs that I do are like um a real personal. Like I'm just kind of like blown away that I've actually done it. Yeah, eh? Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, probably this one, like, cause of the hoodies and track pants and stuff like yep. that. And um, yeah, I've had heaps of them, and they all go walk about, eh? You know, where <laughs> yeah. people come over all or the oh, come well, yeah, the cousins come. What are some of the um? brands that you can draw inspiration from uh definitely look at big like big name brands like um nike and stuff like yep, that yep. like tracksuits and that like especially coming into winter um like tracksuits and that are definitely what's popping at the moment or that um and even music bro like a lot of people um in the music industry at the moment like they you know they're wearing you know real nice fits and stuff like that and that's kind of where i draw my inspiration yep. from now like just yeah and is it sort of hard to like stay on stay on top of trends or or like even to kind of predict almost mm. what's what's going to be good because i feel like sometimes you can be too late to a trend yeah, so yeah. so it's is it hard to kind of like see what what's what going to be big or yeah. what's going to be big soon what's what's just taking off yeah, and, like and colorways and stuff yeah, or anything like that. And and that's the hard part because um I've I've done it before actually like I've thought like oh yeah like this fad is gonna blow up yeah, yeah. and then like I've yeah no backed resources into it and oh, stuff like yeah, that and yeah. then it Doesn't didn't blow well. <laughs> yeah it didn't blow up as much as I expected it to or wanted it to but yeah it's just all about staying on top of the ball and um yeah just I guess just making the right decision when it comes down to like the crunch time and stuff like that nice nice mm. um do you have uh do you have anything coming up any uh 
collections to look out for. Yeah, winter. It's, uh, hoodie season, yeah. stolen hoodie season. <laughs> ladies ladies uh, love to steal their their partners um hoodies and whatnot yeah so um yeah definitely got another drop coming for winter um got some hoodies some track pants some long sleeves and just um got a few different things that i'm working on as well um, i won't say yet but you'll be the first one to know on the next podcast that we do <laughs> but um yeah like um yeah got a, some real good collections coming out at the moment actually i just sent some things off the other day to my designing team so get them to do that and yeah hopefully post it up online fast forward to five years in the future where mm. do you see hostile well in five years i want it to be like a, a um a household name like you know i remember when i first started this um the design that we did the ones with the guns on the back and the hostile and the shield i remember that i'd walk around town and i'd you know see every man and his dog wearing it and yeah, I, caught, I was one of those dogs. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so that's where I wanted to be, yeah, like a household name. Um, just wanted to be, everyone knows knows about it, knows the co-papa behind it and stuff like that. And just, yeah, just want people to just be there and willing to support, which is me. Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's more than just, you know, a cool name. You know, it's a story. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, it's history. It's it, re- it mm. really is. It's it's a part of our history. Mm. Yeah, because you were like one of the actually the first people. I remember, I remember you brought like one of the first drops too. Like yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, like it was mean. Like a yeah, it was like when I first started, it was just um family and friends buying it. Eh? Yeah. And then it was after that, it was like friends of friends, and then in mm. complete random people like to this day, they still hit me up. I don't know them from a bar of soap and yep. they just, you know, hit me up and want to buy some gears. And that's quite a learning experience for myself because I always thought it would just be, you know, your family and friends that would want to buy your gears. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's much bigger than that now. And I want it to be bigger, even bigger than it is now. Yeah, like yeah for sure. We'll look back in five years and be like, sharks. What about, uh, are you a bit of a sneakerhead? I, I always see always see you rocking around and some pretty nice kicks. Are you a bit of a yeah. sneakerhead? Oh, yeah, I, I get that from my mum, bro. You can ask anyone that knows my mum. She's always had a love for shoes. Oh, my dad, too. Like, he's got, I think he's got about 10 pairs of Jordans under his bed that he doesn't even wear. But <laughs> he knows they're there, and now everyone knows they're there. But, <laughs> no. Where but, does he live? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely um, my mum, bro. So um, yeah, got my love for my shoes from there. Um, and just been fortunate enough to, yeah, cop a few good pairs. Um, at the moment, I like TN, so TNs, yeah. kind of what those I'm are rocking. Popping, those are popping. Yeah. What are, yeah, what are, what are some of the, your all-time favourite, like, shoes, k- kicks? Um, Jordans, bro. Like, ha- have to Jordans. be Jordans, eh? Like, um, even not even like the Jordan ones or whatever. Like, even just like Jordans, his basketball shoes and stuff like yep. that. Like, I remember my granddad come back from um, Hawaii this one time with a brand new pair of white and blue Jordans, and they're my size, and I was fortunate enough to get them off him. But um, and from there, I think that's where the love of my like shoes kind of came yep. from, eh? Like, yeah, haven't always had the best things growing up, but like yeah, we yeah. always had what we needed and um yeah we we're just fortunate enough to have shoes in that on top which was yeah <laughs> now my favorite my favorite pair that you have at the moment is the jesus sandals that you rocked yeah, honestly yeah. I, those are those are gangsters the yeah. first time i saw them <laughs> G, I said where can i cop a pair of those <laughs> Drop shout me out that to link. kmart kmart <laughs> nordic nordic uh 
black sandals, man, but they're, they're actually great. Yeah, they're game changer for sure. And shout out to Croc, Crocs as well. I'm I'll actually trying to cop me a pair of Crocs. Yeah. For those um, that may be thinking about starting a clothing <laughs> label or any anything like that, uh, is there any advice that you would give to um, someone in their position yeah, thinking about doing it? Definitely, bro. The biggest that... Um, Biggest advice I could give to anyone is just to, just to start a, oh, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's, it's not how good you start. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I had a half, like a half ass idea of what, what I wanted to do, but just definitely just get out there and give it a good crack. Like, um, you're not going to know until you try it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people kind of psych themselves out of things that they want to do because they just worried about what other people are going to think of them or, you know, if this doesn't work then then what but just definitely just give it a go like give it an honest attempt and just like try your best and uh, if it succeeds it does which is which is mean and then if it fails like then you then there's things to work on you know there's always like oh yeah this is what didn't work well last time i'll try this way mm-hmm. and and that's just the biggest advice i could give someone is just take that leap of faith like we were talking about and just start like you know you're never gonna know until you do it which is the biggest advice I could give someone. If you had to fight an animal, let's say the bigger the animal, the more money you get. What's the biggest animal that you think you'd fight? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? To fight to the death, fists only. Ooh, I reckon I'll, I'll clap up a horse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd fight a horse, or like, uh, I could do something easy, like a cat, because uh, those cats aren't gonna kill me, eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Do you have a favorite rapper at the moment? Um, Dave. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Just Dave. Who the frick is Dave. No, Dave, he's Dave. a uh, UK rapper. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm into uh, kind of UK drill kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, we might uh, wrap it up there, eh? and thanks for coming on. Big things coming for Hostile, you heard it here. Yeah, heard it Watch here out first. for that winter collection. Woody <laughs> <laughs> season's coming. Yeah. Uh, thanks, bro. Thanks for hopping on. Sweet ass. Shop for having me. Um, yeah, welcome back anytime. Shop. Peace. Yo. Hey, you just got tagged. Uh, uh, you just got tagged out. without Real quick, shout out to all my Trump supporters. Um, <laughs> and um, shout out Wiz Khalifa. Uh, shout out Ray Edison. Ray or, um, Edison my favorite. Ray. <laughs>